0: Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of The Hollywood Parent's Guide, and today my guest on this podcast is Kenda Benward. Kenda is another Hollywood parent, the son of Luke Benward, who has many, many credits on his IMCB, but is perhaps best known for Ravenswood, How to Eat Fried Worms, Because of Wind dixie Cloud Nine, and Minutemen. Kenda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi everybody. Thank you for having me. Tanda, you're an actor and you're an acting coach yourself, which is essentially how Luke got started in the business. How did that happen? Okay, let's see. How did Luke get started? Well, he got started actually by association. Um, I had been acting at the time and he was just attending kindergarten. My agent knew that I had a young a young child at home and there was a film that came through Nashville on its way to Fort Benning, Georgia they stopped in Nashville to do a casting and my agent asked if I would bring Luke along. And I kind of hesitated a little bit just because he didn't know how to read and he really was not prepared to go into an audition. He had never done that before. Um, So, you know, she kind of, she kind of pushed me a little bit, like, can you bring him, you know, do you think he can make it? And I said, you know what, let me pick him up from school. If he wants to go, I'll bring him. But, I can't promise you anything. And so I did, and he decided he wanted to go. We drove down there, and he we sat for an hour, and he really didn't know any of the lines before he walked in. Um So I just told him to go in there and do the Pledge of Allegiance and his citizenship pledge. <laughs> and um, it was hilarious because all these kids around us were rehearsing all these lines, and I, I thought it's a mute point for me to try to teach him this. He's not going to learn it. Um, so we went in completely unprepared and just charmed the pants off of him, and two days later, they booked him, and we were on our way to Fort Benning, Georgia, and that's how we got the part. That's how we got started, and then once we arrived, once we arrived in Georgia, um, he met a young girl, one of his castmates, um, Taylor Mompton, who you guys know from The Grinch Who Sold Christmas, and also she was in Gossip Girl. Uh, She's also a music- very talented musician. Um, she was played his older sister in the cast, and his mom was gracious enough to give Luke a recommendation for her agent in Los Angeles. And then Luke started working in L.A., and that's how it all happened. That's crazy. I love that story. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. When, it was. Just, when, I, it was just, when, yeah. can... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So when kids get that kind of success right off the bat, if and when that happens, all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, we have to move to L. A. Now, or we <laughs> have to change our lives. <laughs> yeah. You you didn't do that. You didn't do that. Your family stayed and lived outside of Nashville until Luke started his senior year in high school. So he He's like this very successful steadily working actor from the age of five on until his last year of high school. Most people do end up re- relocating to l a you know to get that kind of steady quality work. How did you guys manage staying staying so far away? You know what I think part of it was ignorant <laughs> part of it we just we just didn't know what we were doing you know we um i I was acting in Nashville. And that was working for me. I was raising a family. And Luke had done this movie. And then we went to L.A. that summer following the film. Um, And he was sort of working with Mitchell Gossett at CESD. And Mitchell was willing to work with us for Nashville. And so we thought, perfect. Our kids can go to school. They can be in their normal life. And we'll just come to L.A. for pilot season. Or we'll come during the summer. Or maybe during spring break. And instead of taking vacations we'll make LA our vacation. And we did that. We did that wow. for 12 years. We would come to LA for pilot seasons. We would stay with friends of ours that lived in Woodland Hills in a little rental house. I think at one time there were nine people, two dogs, a cat, a frog, a snake, a hamster, all living in this rental house in Woodland Hills. <laughs> and I think six of us were actors. So it was insane. And you can only imagine, but it was, Honestly, just so amazing. And so that kind of quenched our thirst for coming to L.A. We would come in little spurts. And that allowed us to live in Nashville and um, keep them surrounded by um, their friends they had grown up with, kept them grounded in their school and their church and their family members that lived close by. And that just really is what worked for our family. Everyone has a different way of doing it. And so when we kind of sat down as as a family unit and said, okay, what is this going to look like for us? That is what made sense to us at that time. And then 12 years later, we just kind of changed. It, it, the dynamic changed. And Luke had had a couple pilots that we thought were going to move forward, and they didn't. And we had kind of already made that move in our minds that we were ready to go to L.A. at that point. And so when that second pilot didn't go forward, we just said, "Let's go. Let's sell our house. Let's pack up U-Haul and let's let's just do it. Let's jump." And so we did. And um, the 12 years we were in Nashville, and that was just incredible because it just allowed him to be normal and play intramural sports and be in clubs and do all that kid stuff. And really, acting at that point was an extracurricular activity for him. He just happened. To be casting great projects, and we take everything from Nashville. Um, his agent was willing to work with us, which which really was the factor that made it work. If you don't have an agent that's willing to work with you long distance, then you're not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. Um, but really, yeah. Mitchell made that happen. He believed in Luke, and um, he thought, Hey, if I can only work with him from Nashville, then that's what I'll do. And and that's how he That's how we did it. That's amazing. That's that is really unusual too, because I don't think there are a lot of agents who are willing to work with or represent um, young actors who don't live within striking distance of L.A. You know, so that's yeah, I you know I think they so will cool. initially. I think that agents will work with you initially um, mm-hmm. to see if there's any traction. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To see if like okay, you can submit tapes. We'll see how they're received, and then if you know, if you don't really go anywhere with it, they kind of lose interest real fast. But sure, Luke was sure. fortunate and do, that. Then, um, yeah. Yeah, Luke was just fortunate that we were able to put together really solid tapes that casting directors actually looked at, and then he got callbacks off of those tapes. You know, so, so um, taping I'm is hugely important. Taping is huge. Uh, we'll talk about taping for a second. You. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Great conversations about taping versus live auditions, and we, we Kenda and I, for those for those of you listening out there, got to know each other really well. We spent two months in the snow together, which yes. I think would bond anybody. But it was so fun <laughs> to, get to spend time with you and, and talk about everything. Um, and one of the many many yes. things we talked about was you know self tape versus live auditions, and we I discovered that we came down on different sides of that, and, and Kenda is a big believer in self-tapes in part because you are so good at them. And, and partly I think because you're an acting coach, you know, you bring that acting coach point of view to mastering the self tape. So let's talk about self-tapes. Any special advice for people? Cause this is obviously a really important skill for any actor, but especially people who don't live in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you, you know, it's, our industry has changed so much from when I started taping. Um, I've been taking actors um out of Nashville and here in LA also for fifteen years. And when we started doing it, um, we were doing it on VHS tape. And then we were having to overnight it to LA and it was like forty dollars a tape. It was insane. Um and Luke booked Luke booked probably five five major projects off of VHS tapes. Hilarious. That's and crazy. now I know it's crazy. Here I am like I'm dubbing one VHS tape to another VHS tape to make cuts. It was so rudimentary. I can't even tell you. But anyway, so it's so funny. Um, But now everything's so sharp and digital and it looks good and you can get it there in seconds. And it's just you have to be able to self-tape. You have to be able to do it well. And the way to do that is, um, well, if you live in Los Angeles, of course, you can call me because I can tape you. Um on the surrounding yeah. area. But if you don't and live you in should. Los Angeles, then you need I was going to say what? And you should. <laughs> People and you should absolutely. You. Help us, help us. Um, um if you don't live in the Los Angeles area, then you need a a pretty plain background. And you can use a backdrop or you can use a plain wall. Um and I prefer to tape indoors because you don't want the ambient sound that's outside. It's distracting. So tape inside. Um, you want to have good lighting, so the light source should be behind the camera, um, like a window or um, a lighting setup, that sort of thing. You want to shoot from the uh, the chest up, not really too much room on the head because that looks really weird. But you also don't want to be too tight. So I'm sure there's things on YouTube you can look at to kind of you know get some more reference points. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh this is probably the most important thing in my opinion is you need to have a great reader. And for those of you may not know what that is, when you're doing a scene on tape, you have the actor. They're the only thing that's on camera is the person auditioning for the role. And then whoever is taping them is on the other side of the camera reading with them. And you can have the person taping them read, or you can have a separate person reading with them, but that person's really critical because you don't want, them to be awkward they need to be able to have an understanding of the scene understanding of the character relationship so that they're delivering the lines in a way that the actor can actually respond to in an appropriate way um so it's just really really important and then after you you know get this great tape together you put it in your computer and you edit it with cool little fades and you might do a little slate on the front end and put your contact information on the end part on the end of it and um compress it and send it off to your agents or casting whoever it is but self tapes are amazing i love them i love them because there's no pressure you can get in there and you can make it perfect and then you can send it you don't have to have the nerves of going into a casting office and thinking oh my gosh i only got to do that one time oh why did i say that like that i should have done it like this Really, if you're taping, you can do it 50 times if you want to <laughs> and make it just how you want it to be. So I'm a true believer in film tapes Not that I've ever done it 50 times. Well, maybe I have. But, um, you know, I just like to get it right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, it's it's kind of beautiful because there's a real democracy to it. You don't necessarily have to be, you know, where you can drive into a casting office to be able to, you know, turn in a killer audition and then get called for a callback and maybe get that role. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. You don't have to live here anymore, which is which is really great for people that, that can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about more of, of the sort of, you know, self-tape acting coach thing. You've spent years doing this now. Um, you've coached a lot of young actors, including a young Miley Cyrus. Yes. You have to ask, right? Yes. If you want to tell these stories around that's fine, or if you do, that's fine. What advice yes. do you have for young actors who are approaching an audition? How can they stand out? Because there's a lot of competition out there. Yes. Um, you know, when I'm working with a student and I'm preparing them for an audition, and I know they have an audition, you know, the very next day, or maybe it even is the same day. They might have it in three or four hours from when they work with me. Um, if, if they don't come in completely comfortable with the material and prepared, I'm super nervous for them because it's so critical that you know what you're doing when you walk in that office because if you don't, you're compromising the character with your own personality. and you're You're going to be putting your own personality in every character you play, but the writer wrote specific lines and words for a reason and they don't want you to improv those lines and those words. They want you to know them and they want you to have thought behind each line and intention behind each line. And if you come in to the casting or the coaching session and you're not prepared with your material, then you're just not going to do as well. And so my my biggest advice to young actors or any actors for that matter is know your stuff. Know your stuff and be prepared because I guarantee you there will be actors there that aren't prepared and they're going to embarrass themselves. So you want to know your stuff. And that doesn't mean, like sometimes you'll get into a casting and they'll be like, okay, you know, whenever you're ready. And you, you know, you begin your monologue or you begin the scene and they go, wow, that that was really great. So can we do it again? And this time just go off book a little bit. And that means you can improv. You can throw in some of your own words. Now, if they say that to you, by all means, improv. Say whatever you want. But unless they say that to you, you better stick to the script. Um, and yeah, that would be my biggest advice: is just be prepared and do your homework. You know, make those, write those objectives, write those thoughts next to your line. and really have a reason to say everything you're going to say. I think young actors they get in this, they get in this um, thing of, well, I have to act the line, or I have to. They didn't bring line readings and it drives me crazy. And I, and I say, why are you saying that? Why did you say that line just now? And they, they have no idea why they said it. I'm like, okay, well, let's go back and let's figure out why this character is saying that line to that character. Why would they say that to that character? And um, they're like, oh, I don't know why I would say that. Well, I would say that because I'm jealous of them and I, and I I and I want to hurt their feelings. Okay. Okay, now, great. So you're, what's your intention connected to that? And now let's do the line again. And, you know, you know, so once they're prepared, they're so much more connected. And then the audience can relax and give themselves to the moment because they're not going, oh, my gosh, this actor has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's nerve-wracking for everybody in the room when it's closed that the actor is not prepared. Because you feel so embarrassed for them because they're stumbling and they're struggling and they're trying to catch their breath and they're sweating. (laughs) But when you go in that room, it's horrible. I've been there. Oh, believe me. I've gone to auditions. I've gone to one audition maybe in my life where I wasn't prepared. And let me tell you, I never did that again because it's the, it's, you just feel naked. You feel naked in front of everybody. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm exposed. Like they're looking at me. They know I didn't prepare. It's you know, well, and then it's like, you know, if you do that a few times in front of the same casting director, they're going to remember that and they may stop asking you to come in. So. Oh, but, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They, won't, they won't ask yeah. you. No way. No. No. I just think. you yeah, know, they don't, don't want to waste their time. I'm, and, you know, casting directors love when you are bringing your authentic self to a character. They don't want to see mm-hmm. you do exactly what the first person did that walked in the room. They don't want to see what you bring to it, what your life experience has contributed to you know, the character and to the, to the telling of the story that's trying to be told. So just, just connect, connect yourself to the moment. And if you're connected to the moment, then your audience is going to be connected to the moment and you're going to bring them in and they're going to want to hear more from you. And if you're not connected, then the opposite is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think I think so much of, the, of acting is about connection and, and listening. It's it's everything. It's everything, responding and listening. That's what acting is. And I want to circle back. A few minutes ago, you um, talked about how, you know, your family, it, it was important to all of you to just stay in Nashville, and it all felt right, and you'd check in with each other, and you all felt, yeah, it's right to stay. And then one day, basically... You know you were checking in, and all of a sudden things had shifted for all of you. And when you said mm-hmm. that, I actually got chilled because I just thought, you know that's amazing that, that the whole family could look at each other and reach a consensus and say, you know what it's it's time to it's time to have a new adventure let's let's try this thing." Because so often one of the challenges mm-hmm. that parents of young actors face when there's more than one child in the family, or even if there isn't, you know, if that there's a parent you know, you've got other family around you or, you know, lots of things keeping you in place, one of the big challenges is how to get everybody on board to support this. Um, juggling the needs of yeah. more than one kid is really, really challenging. And, and, you know, we've known each other for a few years now, and your family seems to be especially successful at that. Um, what What are your thoughts about how to honor everybody's needs, including your own needs as a parent when a young actor's yeah. can be so demanding? Yeah, it is so demanding. It, it really, really is. And thank you for saying that. Um, mm-hmm. I I, it, I mean, we, we definitely amazing. gone. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, we have definitely gone through our struggles and we've tried, we've figured out a way to make it work for everyone. Um, but when you have a child actor in the family and, and some, some families have more than one, I can't even imagine that, which is crazy. But, um, and you know what I mean? They're going, Oh, I can't imagine having more than child, one child actor. I don't you, That's. I'm not the person you interview for that. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I have no idea what you would do in that scenario. <laughs> but, um, you know, as far as our family goes, it was hard. It was hard at first because when you have a child after and they're successful, they're having some sort of success where they're working a lot, it's a lot of hours away from home, a lot of hours on set, and a lot of hours away from your other children for both that sibling and for the parent. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically one situation um, Luke was filming in Thibodeau, Louisiana. We had been there for two weeks. He was filming a movie called because of one Dixie and it was a cast Mm -hmm. of, I think six or seven kids on Sophia Robb was in it. Um, It was, it was an amazing experience. And for the, for the two weeks, before the rest of our family joined us, it was just Luke and I on set. And so, of course, Luke bonded with the kids. I bonded with the parents. And um, two weeks into filming, my husband and my two other girls joined us on set. And, of course, they haven't seen us for two weeks, so they're super excited to come on set. And we're super excited for them to get there. But as you know, you know um, being on set with Dove, when you start a film, you bond with that cast and that crew really, mm-hmm. really quickly. Everyone becomes a family yes. almost instantaneously. And within days, like, you guys are close. And so by the time my family got there, my girls were, were – felt a little bit on the outside because Luke mm-hmm. was so connected to these other kids. And Ella was too little, really. She was only two at the time. Gracie was six. And I remember sitting in the Ramada Hotel, this horrible, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that, this older hotel in Pivotal, <laughs> <Hittles>, Louisiana, and <laughs> we were sitting there, and um, and she began to cry. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mommy, Luke has all these new friends, and you guys are gone so long, and and I just don't like him being an actor. Oh, and gosh. um and yeah, it was hard. It was really, really hard. And and I said, you know what? I understand that. I do. I understand why you would feel that way. And Luke has made a lot of new friends. And the thing is that these friends they want they they want to meet you too, and they want to get to know you too. And she's like, yeah, but they like Luke better. And I go, they don't like Luke better. They just spent two weeks with him, and they're a family now. Okay. So, and so we she cried through that for about thirty minutes or so, and then I said, Gracie are you proud of your brother that he's getting this opportunity? And she shook her head, yes. And I said, do you think Luke's proud of you when he gets to go to your dance recital? She shook her head, yes. And I said, okay. I said, well, we each one of us in this family is going to have different interests and different callings on their life, things that, that, you know, that we're supposed to do because that's what we were made to do. And you're a dancer. And Luke's an actor. And so when Luke gets an opportunity to act, his family, the five of the five of us together, we're going to come together around him, and we're going to support him in that endeavor. And we're going to be all in. And if it's all about him for two months, then we're just going to make it all about that, and we're going to support, and we're going to have fun, and we're going to make the most of it. And then when that's over, we're going to go back home, And you may have a dance camp or a dance recital or a dance competition a whole weekend, and we're going to go to that. And you know what? Luke's going to be right there with you too, and he's going to be supporting you in that because that's what you're calling in. And so we're not going to say, oh, we're not going to do that because it takes too much away from this person. We're going to actually lift that person up and support them so that they know they feel enabled to move in whatever direction they're called in. And we're going to do that as a family. And she really understood that. Even in her little six-year-old mind, she kind of gathered herself. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, she was she was okay with it. And it, I'm telling you, Lucas sat through many dance competitions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for many hours. He's traveled to Myrtle Beach. He's traveled to Las Vegas. I mean, we're talking. For anyone who's gone to a dance competition, they know that they are never ending. And and my son has sat through many of them. He's sat through volleyball games and softball games. And uh, the, list, the list goes on and on and on and on. But as a family, you support each other. That's what families do. And um, I would never take this experience away from Luke because it's, it's really just once in a lifetime that people get to do and make films. You know, the percentage is so low of people that actually get to do this, that when the opportunity presents itself, you've got to take it. you got to take it. You've got to make the most of it. And then as far as the second part of your question, how do you as a parent kind of keep your, your sanity? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes, a real and, thing. And, you know, it's a real thing. And some days are easier than others, you know. Um, I'm an actor, so being on set was amazing for me. I loved it. It was great. It was super fun. The fact that I got to travel with my son and mentor him in something that I just thoroughly enjoyed myself was, you know, was incredible for me. So, um, and then my husband too, I don't know. We just, we just really enjoyed it. It just was never a burden to us. We just, Whenever he booked something, it was like, "All right, guys, a new adventure. Let's go. Let's let's see what this, what this year's gonna look like." It just was never a thing for us. I don't know. Probably because we're artists. You know, my husband's a, a singer-songwriter and a musician, and I'm an actor and an acting coach. So that's just kind of our life. We don't. We're not nine to fibers and so we just kind of are kind of spontaneous like that, I guess. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's actually been part of the secret to our sanity too. Is I just I find that if I frame everything as an adventure, um it's it's all of a sudden less yes. scary. It's an adventure. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. It's okay. <laughs> you don't know yeah. what's going to happen in an adventure. It's not scary, it's just part of the deal and and it's exciting and it makes it more fun and kind of more festive and 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 it's you know, you so feel fun. like you're part of it, like a bigger story, you know. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I think for kids I think young actors when they get to travel and make films and go to different places. Vancouver and look I mean, by the time, you know, Luke was a teenager, he had he had traveled and worked in six different states and, and, and it was just it was just great. It was just a great education for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just you you that's something you can't learn in school. So mm-hmm. I just say no, it's, be it's up for and and don't get don't Work, getting a chance to work with some of the amazing things, some of the amazing people that you get a chance to work with as well is like this extraordinary learning opportunity, you know, educational opportunity. So, yeah, I think if yeah, you can stay present to yeah. that, but that can that can really make it just sort of easier and, and less anxiety-producing for everybody, including the parents. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I completely agree with you. You know, I love I love that that, you know, so much of the secret to your success with keeping the balance in your family was making sure that every one of your kids got a chance to, you know, shine when it was their turn to shine. And I, I think that, you know, one of the dangers of having more than one kid in the family when only one is an actor is, is that kind of it's kinda easy in this culture to say, Well, you know, the acting thing is the important thing. That's the big thing, that's the exciting thing. It's like no right. it's all exciting, it's all big. It's all important and, and, you know, everybody in the family is important and what you love and what you do is important, whether it's, you know, cheerleading or softball or acting. That's right. I totally agree. Last year it was so sweet. Gracie, um, Gracie was in her senior year and um, Luke was her escort for the homecoming court. And it was just sweet. And he just, and he doesn't even like, I don't know, it's just. Luke has never taken himself too seriously. It's one of the things I love about him. He's probably one of the chillest people I've ever met in my entire life. You can attest to that. Mm -hmm. I totally can. He's so gifted that way. He's so chill. You're just like, do you want to be here? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally cool. You're like, okay, just checking, making sure your pulse is going. (laughs) But he's just so relaxed all the time. And so he just doesn't take himself seriously. And, He doesn't, he doesn't believe, I think one downfall for actors is when they start believing their own press. Mm -hmm. And my husband has always kind of drilled that into him. Don't believe your own press. Don't believe it. You know, because you can fall just as quickly as you got to the top. And so, yeah, like I had a, I had one of, one of the uh, administrators at my girl's school mentioned to me, um. Last year, they said, "Gosh, we love how Luke always comes to the games and supports his sisters." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of what we do. You just kind—it's of, just what a family does, yeah. right?" And I—that needs to happen more. Like, we just need to support each other, no matter what it is, whether we're interested in it or not, because we're family and because we're friends yeah. and we love each other, you know? Well, he's a brother. <laughs> he's being a good brother. That's right. <laughs> He's a brother. He's a brother. He doesn't have to be interested in cheerleading to support it. (laughs) You can just show up, man, because that's what it's about. Well, Luke is 20 now, and, um, you know, he's one of these young actors who's really clearly making a successful transition from child actor, which he was. He was truly a child actor and then a teen actor, and now he's making that transition to a young adult actor, and he's doing it with a lot of grace, and he continues to get great roles. Um, this is this is a challenging transition for a lot of young actors. Um, what advice do you have for young performers or their parents to help make that transition smoother and more successful, not just professionally but personally too? Well, you know, I know that everyone is looking for that success formula. Like, how, how do I? If I do A, mm-hmm. B, C, and D, will that get me here? You know, and um, right. You know, I've worked with hundreds of actors. I've worked with so many actors, and I can honestly tell you that just as each one of us is unique, so is each of our journeys. Um, you know, I think I think the best advice I can give um, to someone personally is to be comfortable in your skin and in the stage of life mm-hmm. you're in, and don't let acting completely define who you are because you're so much more than that. Yeah, if, if, if you're an actor, then you can't not not be that because it's something you are passionate about. But there's also so many other things that you're probably interested in. And so learn about a lot of stuff because actors are smart people. Actors know a lot of, about a lot of different things. And they need to because when they're thrown into different characters, they need to be able to pull from those experiences. So in order to make that, Transition successfully. I think that you need to be maturely where you're supposed to be in your in, in your growth. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you're if you're a teenager, be a teenager. Don't try to not be that. I always hear these teenagers that are like, you know, I wish I could do roles like this. I wish I could do roles like that. Well, just do roles that you're branded for. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you play if you play the young ingenue play that if you're the if you're kind of the the, the nerdy kid play that if you're kind of the you know the the jock guy play that and and go for those kind of roles and give yourself to them and then as far as um as far as sorry I lost my train of thought um. Mm-hmm. That's okay, that's okay. Well, that's, um, that's kind of the professional angle. What about the professional angle? I mean, because I find myself, I mean, if you're fortunate, you and your kids are close no matter what they do, but, but I find that the parents of kids who are professional actors are often extra close because we spend so much intensive time together and, and that sort of graceful letting go that needs to happen as they step away and start to take charge of their own Lives and careers. It's a little more. Um, there's a little more to it than when your kid just goes off to college from high school in many cases. Yeah, I like there's, yeah. there's a lot of no, personal so like, dynamics to negotiate. Yeah, that that's really true. Luke moved out um, of our house about six months ago, and he was he was really really ready to do that, and I I was surprised at how ready I was how ready I was to release him to be able to do that. I really was because Luke and I have been partners in crime. You know, we've been like inseparable since he was five years old and not only have I parented him, but I've been his coach and, and with him all the time. And so, gosh, it's been like this kind of new defining moment for both of us. Like, I've been moving into a different direction now. I'm pursuing more of my acting, more than I was mentoring him. And he's now moving into his adult acting life. And that has been, its I wouldn't say it's been seamless, but I think if you just aren't afraid of it and you, you notice that that is a natural progression, um, you know, for a 20-year-old or 21-year-old to do, especially one that's not in college, and if you just let the natural progression take its course, then, you know, then it's going to be okay. I just, I guess there's, there's no real formula for making the transition successful other than following your heart and listening to your gut, being, you know, making responsible choices. There's just, everyone's experience is different and you just have to do what you feel like is right for you which is brilliant advice for all kinds of parenting. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. One of, but... <laughs> one of the many things. Oh, I think so. It's one of the many things I love about you. You you have a very wise, heart-based approach to what you do. And, uh, you know, I learned so much from you. I was so fortunate to, you know, spend so much time with you on Doug's first big projects. And, you know, you you were so generous with sharing your experience, and and you know, I learned a lot sitting up there in the snow. Vice well, <laughs> versa, you're yeah. the world traveler. You know? You're the one that you're the one that's had yeah. all the adventures. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is a whole other kind of adventure, and uh, we're the thankful that that you you've made such a big difference to us as a family. Um, any final thoughts for young actors or parents of young actors that are just hoping to make a career in film and T V. Any any particular things that you'd like to share about that? You know, I don't want this to I don't want this to come out the wrong way. And I hope people can hear my heart in the way I'm saying it. Cause I I, I truly I had an acting coach say this to me once and at first it kind of caught me off guard and I thought, Whoa. But then he was right. And then I really, really considered it. So it's okay. What he say, said basically was, if being an actor is what you feel like you were made to do, then do it. By all means, do it. If there's nothing else. However, if there is another profession you're interested in or if there's something else that you want to pursue, just know that being an actor is not for the weary of heart. And I know that people know that, but I'm just going to reiterate it to them because it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And, And a lot of times when you leave your hometown and you come to LA, it's even harder and it's expensive out here. So just you have to believe in your abilities, regardless of the rejection that you will face as an actor and if there's nothing else that you feel like you can do profession-wise, and if you decide that being an actor is your path, then own that. And when people ask you what you do, say, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. And be proud of that. I love that. That's brilliant advice. Yeah. And and, and just to underscore that, never say, I'm trying to be an actor. You're either no. an actor or you're not. Be an actor. Yeah, I love it. Like I don't want anyone to apologize for being an actor. It's a very noble profession. Mm-hmm. It's a hard profession. Mm-hmm. And when you give yourself to it and you know you're called to do it and you're passionate about it and you do it against all odds, that's something to be really, really proud of. I'm proud I'm an actor and I'm proud that my son's an actor. And um if these, if you know, if there's a child out there, there's a young person or an older person even. I mean, I'm no young chicken. I'm not going to tell you how old I am. But I'm not that young. And yes, who you are you? I'm proud. <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's <laughs> not fight. <by> <laughs> but I'm proud. I'm proud that I'm an actor. I am. And I and I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged by the nose. So don't be discouraged. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I personally find it completely moving. It just it completely moves me to tears. Uh, you know, to be in the presence of somebody who is so passionate about what they love that they are willing to just do what it takes and to go for it. And and to the parents who mm-hmm. are also willing to roll up their sleeves and do what it takes to help their kids pursue that dream. Um that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, the parents out there that If there's parents out there that are kind of on the fence, on 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 thinking, gosh, do I help my child do this? Do I not help my child do this? I want to say to you, not every parent that is helping their child pursue acting is a crazy person. In fact, there's a lot of really wonderful parents, right? There's a lot of really wonderful parents that are in Hollywood and that are in. i say that again. Some of the best, some of my favorite people in the world at this point. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. And so don't be afraid of that. And if your child is obviously gifted towards the arts, then don't make them play soccer. <laughs> don't make them take gymnastics. Don't be afraid of the entertainment business just because it's something you don't know or you don't understand. Learn about it. You know, get the Hollywood Parents Guide. That is an unbelievable resource to you. It no, really is. Like, know. I read that book, Bonnie. Seriously, I read that book, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. I was kind of bad that I didn't do it, but then I was, like, super proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So thank you. Wonderful. It's so wonderful, and it really has. It answers pretty much every question that you could have. If you're a parent wanting to get into, um, you know, the business of helping your child be an actor, that book will walk you through it. It'll answer so many questions. And and I, I, I think I wrote this on my Facebook page, but like, you know, everyone wants a best friend that they can call and say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to this audition or I have this, this question about agents or managers or whatever it is and can you help me figure this out? And I'm like, you know what? This book is your new best friend. The book in this book, Aww. it has all the answers you need. Seriously, it is. It is. So there you go. That's how I feel about Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much, <laughs> Kenda. I so appreciate your taking the time to talk to us today. And you well, have a new website father. that's go live. I think starting around I the first of October, people can find you at uh, yes. TheActingKitchen.com. That's correct. Is that correct? The TheActingKitchen.com yes, or KendaBenward.com. And Kenda offers private coaching either via Skype if you're not in the L.A. area or in person. And uh, mm-hmm. you do audition correct. tapes as well, right? Yes, ma'am. And uh, for yes, people ma'am. who can't wait that long... You can also reach out to her at tentative.word at yahoo.com. Thanks for joining us on this podcast today. For a limited time, I'm offering my two online workshops, Preparing Your Child for Hollywood, and the more advanced, Helping Your Child Succeed in Hollywood at a low introductory price. These workshops are invaluable resources for parents of young actors, whether you're actually aiming for Hollywood or just thinking about it. You can find them on the workshops page of my website, hollywoodparentsguide.com or just go to hollywoodparentsguide.com forward slash workshop these low introductory prices are subject to change without notice of course so catch them now before they go up thanks for tuning in i'm bonnie wallace at the hollywood parents guide until next time keep following your dreams